Youth is wasted on the young. You may have heard that expression. Do you agree with that? Youth is wasted on the young. Is that how you feel? If you are a young person, you might think that is just what old people say. If you're an older person, a little bit older, maybe you say that with a sense of regret, thinking back on missed opportunities or maybe mistakes from your past. Today, I want to talk about this concept. And if there is any knowledge that needs to be transferred to the young folks among us, let's talk about that. We'll dig in right after a quick word from our sponsor. Hey guys, Ashley here. Are you having trouble meeting the right girl? Are you struggling due to lack of confidence, not knowing what to say, or not having a plan? Are you tired of being told to act confident around women without being told how? If so, I'd like to introduce you to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book from David Sharp. If you are afraid to approach women in public, this book is for you. If you aren't having success meeting women on dating websites or apps, this book is for you. If you're having trouble connecting with women on dates, this book is for you. The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting has loads of modern, field-tested, and ready-to-use examples to help you confidently approach women and meet great women either in person or online. It also has practical, real-world advice to help you truly get the most out of the dating process. And it has thoughtful, practical advice for cultivating and sustaining your relationships for the long term. It's got it all, and you're going to love it. The book's website is gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. That's gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. You can go to gentlemansguidetoflirting.com and click the Buy Now button, or just search for Gentleman's Guide to Flirting by David Sharp on Amazon.com or anywhere else you buy your favorite books or eBooks, and start changing your life now. Hello there. Welcome to episode 86 of the Gentleman's Guide to Excellence podcast. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Excellence, as well as my first book, The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, both available on Amazon.com and everywhere else you find your favorite books or ebooks worldwide. So, youth is wasted on the young. Where exactly did that saying come from? So I did some Googling around to try to figure that out because I really love understanding the origins of words and phrases and whatnot. And also to give credit where credit's due. It turns out to make a, lo a very long story short, nobody knows where exactly that specific phrase came from originally. Some articles jump to the conclusion that a particular Irish playwright named, named George Bernard Shaw is the author. There's no evidence that George Bernard Shaw actually said that. George Bernard Shaw was a famous playwright born around the mid 18 around the 1850s, around the middle of the 1800s, and um, just there's just no evidence of that. However, what I could find that was closest the phrase we're talking about here from Bernard Shaw attributable to him was when he was asked by a young lady, "What is the most beautiful thing in the world?" He replied, "Youth." Quote, is youth is the most beautiful thing in this world, and what a pity that it has to be wasted on children. So that's, I guess, why the Google results that uh, seem to bubble up to the top seem to 
attribute the saying youth is wasted on the young to George Bernard Shaw. It is what it is. It sounds like there's no definitive conclusion, so I may have just wasted your time, but that's, I'll save the trouble of Googling it yourself. All right, back to the point here. Like I mentioned in the intro, if there are lessons that older people like me, uh, that younger folks should hear, what are they exactly? Well, I have a few I'd like to share to get us started, so here goes. So I have written down seven of these and they are in no particular order. I was just just kind of brainstorming my thoughts around the subject. So let's let's get into it. The first note I have here says job hop every 18 to 24 months. And that recommendation I think better applies to situations where you live in a country or an area or a region where the job market's pretty hot. I'm assuming in this case that the person works for someone else, works for wages instead of works for themselves. Job hopping every 18 to 24 months doesn't make, in my opinion, that time frame doesn't uh, make you look like someone who's unreliable, who is going from one job to the next getting fired. Uh, 18 to 24 months is a year and a half to two years. And in my experience dealing with folks at like very high levels, that seems to be kind of a sweet spot when they are trying to step by step, like work their way up like a corporate ladder, or they're trying to get a variety of different experiences uh, so that they can like move up a little bit higher in the in, in the corporate hierarchy, like I said, or just have just a bunch of different like a chain of good enrichment experiences, just to go figure out um, you know kind of how things work in their career, find maybe even figure out what kind of job they actually want to do if they want to go into a leadership role, get a lot of experience under their belt to help them be a more effective leader, that kind of thing. So the first one was job hop every eighteen to twenty four months. That's the first one. And very closely related to that is I got to get a variety of experiences, but you also need to follow our advice about learning absolutely everything you can about your job or career every day. Learn absolutely everything you can about your job or career every day. I add as a corollary to these first top two. I don't want you to go into a job and say, well, I'm just going to wait here for a year and a half or two years and then just jump up. You don't learn shit right? You need to, you need to take advantage of every day that you're in there to learn as much as you can about it. What I've got in mind here is you could stay in a job for a year, year and a half, two years and learn, I don't know, 80, 90% or, or more than that of everything that there is to know if you apply yourself, or you can stay in a job for 10 or 20 years and learn the same amount, a year and a half to two years or 10 to 20 years, learn, learn the same amount of stuff, same amount of value to you. So I think no matter what you do, uh, I think it's generally speaking a good idea to show up to work every day. The way you show up to your job, you got a mindset that says, I will keep my hand raised. I will grab whatever opportunities come near me that are aligned with what my goals are in terms of what leadership or the owners of the company want to have done. A lot of people sit on their hands and don't volunteer. You volunteer uh, because you want to learn everything you can about your job every single day. Okay, that's number two. 
Number three, again, and I guess my advice here applies in a hotter job market. If things are all depressed and unemployment's really high, maybe don't be so aggressive about these plans. But one benefit of job hopping and moving around is that you can get your pay up, your compensation up more quickly if you move around and hiring managers are keen to bring you on board. Like if you just you just came from a sexy sounding good job that you did really well at and your resume or CV's looking tight, it's looking really good, looking crisp. They, those, those hiring managers may be easily willing to pay an extra 10 or 20 or $30,000 to bring you on board compared to what you are getting at your old job. For a lot of companies, I guess I'm talking about the West. I, I'm, I'm in the United States and I guess my uh, you know, opinions are very much colored by my own experiences here, but 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 isn't a lot of money these days. It's not, it's, it's nothing money to them. Those hiring managers are after results and they are tired of going through piles of resumes with a bunch of flat, mediocre, you know, mid kind of people in there. They're, they're focused. They need results. They need outcomes. They need sales. They need impacts on the bottom line. They need shareholder value and your modest compensation asks going from one job to the next or nothing thing to them normally. All right, that's number three. Point number four is when you're young, uh, you know, travel, explore. If you're in the United States or in Europe, just try working in New York or maybe San Francisco, the Bay Area. Try Los Angeles, try Boston. Uh, thinking overseas for, from my point of view, try maybe London, maybe Singapore. That depends on largely what you want to do, what industry you're in. Uh, but there's more money and more opportunity in those larger or more vibrant areas. For example, if, you know, I'm a technologist normally, it's where I make the bulk of my money. Uh, so San Francisco is kind of where my, um, interests lie right now, the the Bay area, uh, it's because there's a lot of money there. But if you're a young person and you're single, no children, maybe you can afford to live in a tiny little rented box for a very expensive rent money. Just to go and get that experience at, at some of those really leading-edge, world-class organizations that are there. Ditto for New York if you're in Manhattan, if you're financial services or technology. Same for Los Angeles or Boston or London or Singapore for the, for the various excellent industries they have going on there. So you get to go and have a nice, exciting lifestyle and see different things and meet different people and soak up different cultures. Uh, but you also get an opportunity to work in places that um, you, you may not have that opportunity in your own hometown. So when you're young, you can afford to travel around. You can you can put up with living like shit in a small little apartment, maybe with roommates for a while, because it's just temporary. And later on, you can either stay if you really like where you're living in a high rent, high cost of living place, or you can move on to some someplace else that's more affordable, that's more to your liking move back home, or whatever you want to do, but you've got all that excellent, just 24 karat gold level, gold standard experience from your experiences in the New Yorks and San Francisco's and LA's or, or, or London's or what have you. So that's point number four. Point number five, when you are young, you have time to fail, fail more than often than others. So you can afford to take chances when you're young. Now I need to be clear. I don't mean wild and reckless ones. But maybe you can take some calculated risks. Like I said, when you are young, you have more time to fail. To endure the fallout from failures, to brush your, to pick yourself up and dust yourself off and recover from a failure more easily. So maybe keep in mind, just allow yourself to make more mistakes when you're younger. Not, I'm not saying you can't take risks when you're, when you're a little older and you have more at stake. 
But when you're younger, it sure seems like to me that typical person can chance rolling the dice on an opportunity. If it doesn't work out, cut bait on it and move on to the next to the to the next idea. So again, let yourself make mistakes, but not anything too serious. Not too serious of a mistake. Now, if you are too risk averse when you're young or older, you might be limiting your growth opportunities and your chance to learn some valuable life lessons. So it's so it's a it's a balance. But my point is when you're younger, maybe don't if you get older people advising you, they may be a little more conservative in what they recommend you try. So, you know, you know, appreciate anybody who's trying to give you some kind of advice to go and help you out and improve your life. But remember, your situation may be a little different from them when you're 20 or 22 or 24 years old compared to somebody who's 40 or 50 or 60 who's got a wife and children at home and college educations to pay for and those kind of things. Maybe they can't gamble or take a chance, a calculated risk as easily as maybe you can being a young man. That's number five. Number six, you have the ability to try new things before you have a wife, before you have children and have tied yourself down. I kind of touched on that in number five, but I just want to just call that out as a numbered item here. Just think about if you're in, if your goals include you want to have a family later or a wife or long-time girlfriend or something that lives with you, that makes moving around at the drop of a hat did quitting a job and saying fuck it i'm gonna move from new york to la to san francisco to wherever to washington dc whatever it is you want to do it's a lot harder when you got other people that are affected if you got children in school you got a wife that's got a job or she's wants to be near her family or something like that you got more flexibility when you're single being single has its good points and bad points but this is definitely one of the good points because you can definitely roll the dice much better when it's just you that's got there's only one voter making the casting the vote on the decision, and it's just you. All right, that's number six. Number seven of seven. This one's a weird one, but I still wanted to go and articulate it because we we um, I tell you the truth here. I tell you what I really think. So number seven, you're a young man. Now this is for the young men, right? You. Are, this is about women. This is a gentleman's guide to flirting. This used to be the gentleman's guide to flirting podcast. We talk about dating and women relationships and stuff sometimes. Now it's the gentleman's guide to excellence podcast. We talk about everything. But number seven, we're talking about the ladies here. When you are a young man, I don't know how to say this. You're more appealing to women of all ages. So don't overlook the older, the older hotties. Think about the other way around. Like you know, it's it, it may be a creepy thing to say, but you know, a lot some older men prefer younger women for a reason, right? They're fresh and they're young, they look great, and all and all the all the all the good things about them. But it's also true the other way around. Some women really, really like it that you're a young guy in your 20s, you're 18, 18, 20. Everybody legal age is what I'm talking about. Everybody's legal age. But some of the older ladies, um, 30, 35, 40, and north of that may find you really appealing, right? Now, I'm not saying you go nuts here, but because now, as I record, this is 2022, and with the way sexually transmitted diseases are these days, you can't be as promiscuous as, say, the old timers were in like the 1970s who may be advising you. So you need to be careful. You can't just go full slut mode as a guy, like full man slut mode here. But what I am saying is that your the perceptions of your stamina and your youthful looks 
and your energy are appealing to some ladies, not all, of varying ages. All legal age, again, I mean, of course. There's Sometimes there's something to be said with having sex with a lady that's got some experience, is what I want to tell you. You don't, and also, you don't want to look back later in life. Like, see, you're 20 now, 25, and you got this opportunity. The ladies may be a little bit older, maybe not, like, really in your age range, but she finds you quite appealing, and you're, you're kind of thinking, hmm, she looks good, but I don't know, she's a little old. And what I'm saying is, you don't want to look back later in life and wonder what an experience might have been like. So, maybe consider being a little more open-minded if you feel so inclined and are attracted and are interested and the mood is right. So, everyone's different and it is totally fine if you do or do not partake in every opportunity that comes by. I just want to go ahead and mention that for, for the sake of completeness because we turn over every stone on this podcast, right? We talk about everything. Some things may appeal to you, some things may not, but at least I, we touched on all of them. So I want to close with this and explain why I named this episode Gather Ye Rosebuds. It's a really weird sounding name for a podcast episode. Gather Ye Rosebuds. Well, that is from a poem from the middle 1600s, 1600s that I learned about in school way, way back that has stuck with me over the years. And I'd like to share it. And yes, yes, young buck, I'm about to read a fucking poem to you in 2022 on this hot, manly, barrel-chested freaking podcast. It is short, so please bear with me. The title is To the Virgins to Make Much of Time by English poet Robert Herrick from 1648. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may, old time is still a-flying, and the same flower that smiles today, tomorrow will be dying. The glorious lamp of heaven, the sun, the higher he's a-getting, the sooner will his race be run, and nearer he's to setting. That age is best, which is the first, when youth and blood are warmer, but being spent, the worse and worst, time still succeed the former. Then be not coy, but use your time, and while ye may, go marry. For having lost but once your prime, ye may forever tarry. That's the end of it. Told you it'd be short. So, now in all that youthful fun and exploration that I am recommending, don't forget to find your passion, like I mentioned earlier. Don't forget to find your passion. It's so essential. Find what your passion. Could be more than one. Find your passions. And also, I want to say, our rules and life priorities around setting goals for yourself and taking care of your physical and mental health apply no matter what, no matter where you're at or how old you are. So please don't lose sight of any of that. Build that mindset into your daily life. I assure you, it'll pay off. If you're an older person, maybe considering some of the things that we talked about today, if they resonate with you and they, they feel true, maybe share those lessons, those thoughts with younger folks who might look to, up to you and look to you for advice. We are all in this together, right? So help somebody out if you have a mind to and they want to listen. All right, that's all I have for today. Let's get after it out there and I'll see you next week.